1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Indeed, indeed, indeed. You know, putting a bow on week 16 with the machine. I'm Jim Rodriguez. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We're going to bring in our buddy Brad Spielberger now from Pro Football Focus and joining us from on. And joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line, the Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. You can visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. And there he is, our man, Brad Spielberger. You can hit him up at PFF underscore Brad. What's up, man? Happy holidays.
2: Happy holidays. How's it going?
1: Good, man. Good. Hope everything went well for you over the weekend. We were breaking down these uh, Week 16 games. One more go my first question is what's what's your what was your biggest takeaway from from the weekend's games
2: you know i think we get stuck up sometimes in our preseason priors and then things don't go that way during the season we stick to them we stick to them we stick to them and then we abandon them at the end of the year but i think sometimes you have to try to not abandon them the last couple weeks yes some teams have more to play for than others and all those things but at the end of the day There are 52, 53 guys trying to earn paychecks, get new contracts, all those things. Um, And I think you can get caught in some of those traps. Uh, Tampa Bay may be an example. You know, it looked like an easy one going against Arizona, but you just, you can't, you let motivation and those things play into your bets. I think it's important for these last two weeks.
0: As far as futures bets go, you mentioned Tampa Bay. Are they one of those teams where if they sneak in the back door, maybe it's worth laying a few bucks down on them?
2: I think it's always worth a couple bucks, right? I mean, you have Tom Brady. They're really not playing good football at all, but they are getting healthier. There are a couple more guys that will come back. Vita Vea, Keem Hicks, uh, Jamel Dean, their outside corner who has been great. So they are going to be kind of one of the healthier teams that keep positions. It's just strange, though. I mean, Mike Evans hasn't done anything in about a month, maybe almost two months at this point. They're just not clicking on offense. They lose another tackle last night in Josh Wells. They should get Tristan Wurst back pretty soon as well, though. So... Long answer short, I think yes. I I love putting futures in on Tom Brady. You never know what's gonna happen, but it's really not a good football team as of right now.
1: Yeah, Brad, you got two teams tonight in the Monday nighter, the Chargers and the Colts going in, in as franchises in opposite direction. The Colts are finally, I mean, the Chargers are finally starting to look at what we're gonna
2: be while the Colts are a disaster. What is the future of in Indianapolis? Yeah. You know, I think the funny thing is we heard year after year from Chris Ballard. Like if I go out and make this splash at quarterback and it doesn't go well, you guys are all going to hate me. So I'm going to be patient. And of course, maybe that, you know, he asked for too much patience from Indianapolis, but you then see Russell Wilson last night, lose 51 to 14, uh, you know, to, to Baker Mayfield. So I do think they're finally going to take their shot, probably lose a couple more games to close out the year and get maybe a top five pick at this point with, you know, with Los Angeles winning last night, one example. So, I think they're going to have to take their shot. Like, I know they might not want to. I think C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Bryce Young, it's a good top three, but I don't think it's like a special quarterback class that anyone is crazy about. But if they're sitting at five and one of those guys is there, I just think they have to. They don't have a choice. Matt Ryan is obviously not the guy. They benched him for contract reasons. You know, Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger, whoever. And they're going to have to take a swing on a, on a first-round pick quarterback finally after all this time.
0: And Brad, of course, after tonight, just a couple of weeks left in the regular season for the NFL. One of those big games coming up next week, Miami on the road at New England. Right now on the BetMGM app, New England gets a point at home. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. J-Rod tells me Miami's cooked. Do you agree?
2: They've looked awful, uh, but they did look okay against Buffalo, though, right? I mean, their offense moved the ball to a degree. You know, they kind of bounced back from a bad performance the week prior. Yes, obviously, Tua was broken and had those awful interceptions. As soon as he's off script and has to get creative and doesn't just have a first read running wide open, you start seeing those interceptions. But I think you can do that against the Patriots. They, they do have a good defense. They handled Miami fairly well the first time around, but – Their corners have kind of been exposed. They got away with the patchwork for much of the season. Jonathan Jones having a great year, but it's his first time ever playing outside cornerback, and teams are starting to pick on him a little bit, put their best receivers over him, and and go to work. So I think it's a bit of a bounce-back spot. I think they are going to right the ship here. and That's one of my plays for next week is Miami just laying that Mm, one-and-a-half. I mean – just, just for everyone, I live in Miami, and I and I think Miami is I think
1: is done. I think, uh, the, the Mike McDaniel, you know, guitar at the party, hanging out, trying to kill the girls. That that, that 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 kumbaya stuff is over with. All right, on the other conference, what about the the Packers? There, there, there's three teams right now at seven and eight, looking on, looking on the on the outside, looking in. The Seahawks, the Lions, and the Packers. Are the Packers going to make this move? Are they going to get in?
2: I think they probably will. I mean, look, now I'm I'm from Chicago. I'm a tortured Bears fan, so I have all that angst and everything weighing into this answer. But that's what they do, right? I, I mean, they're going to keep Detroit out, maybe go to Minnesota, uh, who they played this weekend, obviously. Then go to Minnesota for a playoff game uh, in the first round and probably knock out, you know, two NFC North teams in, in back-to-back weeks just to, just to really twist the knife as they always do. But, I mean, all jokes aside, their defense is still bad. They can't really generate a pass rush since they lost Rashawn Gary. But – They now have an offense, right? I mean, you now see Christian Watson. They're using him as a, you know, he is a number one. He's still kind of gadgety. They give him on sweeps and end arounds and stuff like that. But I know we had the hip flexor yesterday, but I think he'll be all right. But you're just finally seeing the the, the combination of the run game and the pass game for them finally starting to work. Aaron Rodgers looks a little bit more motivated, a little bit healthier. I think they're going to pull it off and, and sneak in the back door here in the playoffs.
0: Speaking of games, Brad, that affect the playoff picture, New York Jets on the road at the Seahawks. I mean, look, Geno Smith's been great. They're going to figure out what to do with him in the offseason. But more importantly, what are the Jets going to do this week at quarterback? And what do you think their plan is?
2: Yeah, Geno Smith revenge game is is an awesome, you know, both teams with huge playoff implications. That'll be a fun one. Look, it's got to be Mike White if those ribs can heal. And and I don't know if he's going to have to wear the Kevlar vest and do all those things. It sounds like multiple fractures. Guys have played through that. In that Buffalo game, when he came back in from the locker room after taking two massive shots, um, he made a couple throws. Like he still was able to kind of, I think it's more pain tolerance than actually impacting his ability to throw the football. If it's not Mike White, though, it's got to be Joe Flacco or Chris Streveler or whoever. Zach Wilson is not an NFL caliber quarterback. You can't convince the defense. You can't convince the offensive playmakers to even be motivated to play with him at this point. He just doesn't know what he's doing out there. So, yeah, I I think as crazy as it sounds, you probably go to Flacco uh, in week 17 in a a playoff implication game. But if Mike White's hurt, I'm, I'm I'm not handing the keys to Zach Wilson that much I know. Well, it's a, it's a good
1: thing Robert Salah doesn't have any hair because he'd lose it all anyway. Deal, dealing with this nonsense, I, I think one is of the beautiful, most beautiful man.
0: All is beautiful. It is. It
1: is. I'm <laughs> on my way, buddy. I'm on my way. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Listen, one of the most interesting things, Brad, are the Bengals. Okay, at 11 and four, they could be with games against the Bills and the Ravens. They could be the number one seed. They could be the division winner. They could be a wild card. What do you make of the Bengals, especially after that second half against New England?
2: The second half was a bit scary. Obviously a weird game, all those missed extra points and the early 22-0 lead. Then you get the you know the pick six from Marcus Jones, who just keeps making plays for the Patriots. But you still, at the end of the day, Mac Jones and that offense really couldn't move the football pretty much the entire game. And that Bengals defense, even through injuries in the secondary, they're, they're decimated right now. It just really hasn't mattered that much. Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator, is one of the best at making halftime adjustments in the entire NFL. Maybe he becomes a head coach candidate with how good he's been will it matter against a team like Buffalo, right? We love talking about defenses and how good they are. You know, San Francisco, it was the best defense in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes comes to town and absolutely lights them on fire. So sometimes those good offenses just overcome it. Um, I'm not sure if the Bills are that team, though. Their offensive line still has injuries, particularly in the middle, where I think DJ Reader for Cincinnati will wreak havoc next week. And then, you know, Diggs and and Davis are great players. They'll they'll, they'll produce in this game. But it's going to come down to, I think, both defenses, honestly, because – The Bills also are a little bit soft still. The pass rush post Von Miller is not as good. Getting Gregory Russo back has been huge. But it could go either way. I like teasing the Bengals in this game because they're getting the point. Tease them over a touchdown. Um, I think it'll be a shootout and a close game at the end where whoever's the ball last
0: might win one of those type of games. Do you think it's just a three-horse race in the AFC with Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati? Or is there anybody else worth talking about? Baltimore, maybe they're laying three and a half against Pittsburgh at home, it just feels like right now those three teams have kind of separated themselves from the rest of the pack. I think they're
2: a a class above at this moment for sure. I I think in Baltimore, I mean, the receivers are just not good enough. Like, you're not going to get into a playoff game. God forbid you're down a score or two and you're trying to throw your way back into a game. And I think Lamar is capable of that. I think the rep that he isn't capable of that is a bit misguided. But, you know, it could be Tom Brady throwing to this collection of receivers and, and good luck making a comeback. Um, when you're trying to, you know, hit Devin DuVernay and, and Deshaun Jackson as your top he walking opera. I think DuVernay's actually hurt. He's out for the year now. So it's just, it's a mess. Um, I think the Chargers, look, I know everyone loves saying the Chargers and, and they obviously have not been good enough, but you get Joey Bosa back here in the near future and maybe Rashawn Slater, their stud left tackle. If you get both of those players back and you're healthy across the board elsewhere, they, they're a team that no one wants to play uh, because, you know, Herbert gets hot. I think they can beat anyone.
1: All right, Brad, what is scarier, the Cowboys in the playoffs or Mike McCarthy coaching the Cowboys in the playoffs? What do you make of them? You know, they, 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 they let one get away against Jacksonville, didn't look that good against the Texans, and yet they go out and they score 40 against the Eagles.
2: I'm more scared of Mike McCarthy in the playoffs than the Dallas Cowboys in this (laughs) roster in the playoffs. Uh, That that was an easy one, maybe the easiest question of the day. Um, He still just makes those small mistakes, clock management. Obviously, we all know last year against San Francisco, the the QB sneak that just ended the game, uh, which I think he tried to blame Kellen Moore for, but nevertheless, it was, you know, (laughs) um, a a full coaching issue. But, yeah, I mean, they're capable of those outings, right? I think on paper, they're one of the most talented teams in the entire NFL particularly in the, in the NFC with that pass rush and that passing game. Dak has the occasional kind of interception that it makes you scratch your head a little bit, but when he plays clean, he is phenomenal. He looked great in that game against Philly for the most part. I, you know, I think they're right up there. You talk about a three-team race. I think the NFC is really, at this point, just Dallas, San Francisco, and Philly. I, I don't think anyone else really scares me in the NFC.
0: But because of that, Brad, isn't it worth maybe putting a little bit of bread on one of those other teams? Like, maybe... If Tampa gets in, if Green Bay gets in, I'm not a believer in Minnesota. I've seen too many close games to actually put my money on them. But because maybe there's not a clear cut team at the top, when it comes to putting your money down, maybe sprinkle some on some of those teams at the bottom of the NFC playoff race. I completely
2: agree with you. No, it's part of the reason why I love the Bucs bet. Yeah, because none of these teams are, you know, invincible. I get the Eagles have a great record and obviously, you know, one loss with Jalen Hurts, but their defense honestly has had a lot of these games. They're they're not particularly stout. On the back end, they have talent back there, but they've now lost Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and and are trying to, you know, work through those things. Yeah, I I think getting good value and taking some of those underdogs, we've seen the last two years now with the new expanded playoff, a lot of these wild cards and lower-ranked teams are making these runs because the two seed's not getting that buy, and it's kind of leveling the playing field. Um, I would. I'd rather lay money on on an underdog and and kind of a a dark horse as opposed to taking chalk in the NFC.
1: All right, Brad, I need to – I mean, has, has anyone made the most of this opportunity than Baker Mayfield, what he's done with the Rams? I mean, I think it, it, it's going to parlay himself into another gig, uh, in, a long-term gig maybe next year, or maybe even stay with the Rams. Where Where's Baker
2: yeah, I mean, against this Denver Broncos defense, and sure, motivation may be lost at this point, but one of the best defenses in the entire NFL, and you absolutely blow them out. 51 points, he looked efficient. Yes, is a lot, it was a lot of underneath stuff in the flat, the Tyler Higby, and kind of just getting a lot of yards after the catch. But... Honestly, with Baker Mayfield, like, you want some of that sometimes, right? He's always trying to take shots and make miracle plays happen. He just took what what the defense gave him, stayed on schedule, and looked really, really good. The Rams' point's interesting, right? Because Stafford, you know, came out now and said he's not retiring, but – you convince Mayfield to take like a incentive-laden one-year deal, maybe almost say, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo just did it, and look what happened to him. He was starting by week three. Do the same thing with us. We'll give you like a one-year, $7 million base value deal, pump it full of incentives in case Matt Stafford gets hurt again, which he's always capable of doing at this point in his career, right? That would be smart for the Rams to try to pull off. Otherwise, yeah, I think someone's going to give him – there's always you know quarterback battles around the NFL. I mean, look, like a Jets, like whoever, if they want to – Bring in competition, and maybe they don't get a big name. They don't make a draft pick. He's going to be that guy. Yeah, bring him in. You know, he finished the year strong. Yada yada yada. He's great at adapting to new environments because he has a new head coach every you know every month of his career. Uh, I, I think he'll get a gig, and, and I think he's earned it these last couple of weeks.
0: Brad, we only got like thirty seconds, brother. I know we talked about Zach Wilson earlier, but who's the worst Wilson? Is it Zach or is it Russ?
2: It's a great question. So the worst Zach is, or the, the worst Wilson is Zach, but I would rather have Zach on my roster right now because at least you can just get rid of him in, in about a month, whereas with Russ, you're, you're stuck for years, and, and he is he's broken, man.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, thanks for hanging out with us. And, hey, getmyphoenix.com. That was the guest line that Brad appeared on. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Get myphoenix.com to learn more. Yeah, it's crazy craziness there, that contract by Russell Wilson and that contract, Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, yeah, four years for him, $200 million for, for Russ uh, John Elway, brother. Good job with that. Hey, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll look ahead. Week 17, we touched on it tomorrow. more. Some matchups, playoffs, who's doing what. It's BetQL Daily presented by MGM with J-Rod and the Machine.